Listening to the Oz Movies Podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network for a brand new movie review that is eight or nine days old. We are talking about Borat. Uh, oh, let's start this over from scratch. Welcome to the Oz Network. We talk about a <laughs> subsequent podcast on Borat. Uh, <laughs> Borat wow. 2, uh, that, uh, otherwise... That was a bad impersonation, I'm sorry. Shut up, Ben. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I feed you to Vice President. Um, Vice Premier, Colin, did you even watch this Vice movie? Vice Premier. Jeez. <laughs> Embarrassing being uh, your co-host sometimes. We are here to talk about Borat, subsequent movie film, delivery of prodigious bribe to American regime for make-benefit-once-glorious nation of Kazakhstan. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not putting that in the title of this episode when we upload it. I'm literally <laughs> writing Borat 2. <laughs> uh, this is what our argument was about who's going to host the episode, who has to read the whole title on air. And my eyes hurt. Wow. Uh, brand new movie review here. Let's get into it. My name is Colin Margaret Hilding. And my name is Ben. And I am known as such a pussy hound that I cannot be left alone in a room with a woman. <laughs> Uh, turn the camera around so we can see there are no women in there to back this up. <laughs> yeah, well, true. They're like literally an empty room. So yeah, just uh, again, Mallory is actually a hologram whenever she shows up. Yep, she's she's actually been on the show, but yeah. it's all Noah's voice that we have <laughs> yes. altered in post production. <laughs> so he's so ashamed of his racism that he has to impersonate a woman, and because he can't he's get a woman, on the identity. he has to pretend to be a woman. So. <laughs> That's how it works. He he has taken on the identity of uh, Ben's fiance. Yeah. Uh, Borat two, let's call it, came out on Amazon Prime, and uh, we haven't really talked about this much. Uh, you gave me some opinions on, uh, uh, not even full opinions, just it was one of those. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> and then Jamie and I watched it, and I pretty much had the exact same opinion. I'm like, ah, it's it's. It is what it is. Let's just say that. Um, I, I wasn't absolutely crazy about this movie. I probably will never go out of my way to watch it again. But it's nice to see Sasha Baron Cohen back in this character. Although, I mean, maybe it, it's hard to ever top the original uh, because it was so surprising. But I, I almost feel like uh, just, just for me, because everybody sort of knows how improvised the original was, it almost ruins this one because you can see how scripted it is. That's just sort of initial impression for me. There were parts where I'm like, it's funny, but I, I can't laugh because I know that these are actors now or, or these are people being coached as opposed to be, being very natural the first time around. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's my big problem with this movie. It's not natural. It's scripted. It's, you know, like 95% of this is clearly scripted. And what made the first one so funny and so great and awkward is that you knew that it was kind of all hidden cameras and things like that. And that's the problem with this movie. Um, I just think it just doesn't work when it's kind of scripted with a storyline and everything along those lines. And the one key moment that clearly isn't is the one that's making the headlines. Um, mm -hmm. It's, I mean, I was a massive fan of the first one. I think everybody alive in 2006 was a massive fan of it. I, I love Sasha Baron Cohen. Uh, I watched a bit of Ali G back in the day. Uh, I actually really like Bruno. I might even like Bruno more than Borat. I can't remember. It's been a while since I've seen Bruno, but I, I like his style of comedy. But um, 
yeah, like I, I went into this, I guess it was kind of when I heard about it, you're like, oh, but like you kind of thought like, well, how's that going to work? And then it kind of lived mm. up to that feeling. So yeah, it just, I just came out of it disappointed because I really, I guess, just kind of expected it to be like this and it, it turned out, you know, this way. And it, there's a good stuff about it. I got some genuine laughs in this movie. Um, but for the most part, knowing that all of the stuff that we're meant to be laughing at was very much planned and you kind of just have reaction shots of people who are, you know, in on the joke or not in on the joke. It, Yeah, I don't know. And also, can I just point out, Borat isn't woke and they make Borat no. <laughs> woke and that's just well, awkward. It's weird. And I'm not speaking out against this as like, oh, you're just a guy going against his culture. It's got nothing to do with that. If you were to take certain pop culture figures and say they're not going to go one way or the other, Borat's one of these ones that I'm assuming mm-hmm. isn't going to go that way. And let's, without spoiling it at all, let's just say there is some wokeness to this movie, which is odd. There's um there's a review that I read that, again, wasn't negative about the politics of this movie or anything. And again, that's not even my complaint. I'm not complaining about politics of this movie. Personally, I think that the first one handled it much better uh, mm. because it was speaking about a culture as a whole, whereas this is coincidentally coming out right before an election and definitely taking a political stance, which, again, whether you agree with it or not, I, I always hate when a movie... We talked about that with Vice. I just I hated how they crammed an opinion down your throat as opposed to telling a story. Um, and with this, the fact that it doesn't feel natural, I think has a lot to do with the filming of this because they, they started filming this like a year ago. And then you can tell there's a shift in this movie yeah. where COVID happens and they have to suddenly make this movie about COVID and it just feels like it's all improvised. And I almost feel like that sort of ruined this movie because the review that I read, the main complaint it had was it said the first movie isn't dated. It was speaking about the American culture as a whole, and it was something that would be relevant 50 years from now, whereas this movie is relevant for 2020. And, you know, let's say 2021, we're living in a completely different world. This movie feels dated, and I think that's the biggest problem. It's something that's probably going to get a big reaction right now from people who watch it, but it's not going to be a movie that lives on forever. And I don't know if Borat Part 1 is necessarily a movie that's going to live on forever, but more so than this, because this is so stuck in the time period they made it in. Completely agree. And I think I, I rewatched the first Borat like the day before I watched this because, I mean, it had been a while since I'd seen it. And um, I wouldn't say it's dated at all because it, it holds up surprisingly well in terms of, you know, the day and age we live in now. We, we see the dark side of American culture and a lot of things. And many would argue that Trump has brought that out a lot more, uh, made it more mainstream. Whereas, you know, when we saw a lot of what we saw in the first movie, we were kind of very shocked that there are people like that that exist out there, uh, not just in America, but in the world. So uh, I think in watching that, it definitely holds up well. But no, I think you're right. Like the, the, the shift in this movie to the sort of the coronavirus, and again, it's unavoidable. Like Sasha Baron Cohen's in the middle of filming this. Like I think there's mm. um, there's a scene where he's in the UPS, uh, like a UPS delivery place. And if you actually, I froze, I froze the frame because I wanted to see the date and it said like February 2nd. So clearly he's filming this well before anything's happening. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of... Would all, it's going to make me wonder, uh, for a lot of people out there, wonder, like, what was the plot of this movie before coronavirus? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, that basically turns a whole movie on its head. And let's be honest, the big twist at the end is to do with coronavirus, isn't it? So it's kind of, it's, it's mm-hmm. how was this going to be different? And I'm sure Sasha Baron Cohen, you know, will let us know one day. But, yeah, no, I, I definitely think this is, you're right, it's a, it's a movie for its time right now. It feels a bit relevant. But we watch this in five years' time, ten years' time. 
hopefully we're all out of lockdown by then and they're all okay um you know yeah it'll be nice like a nice little blink in the moment moment i remember coronavirus um you know but uh yeah it's it probably won't uphold well like 14 years after the first one if we're watching this in what 2034 it's probably going to be feel a little bit different than watching the first one now and I think coronavirus coming into this movie, it, it's almost unfortunate for a movie that is as scripted as this one compared to the first, where they could have gone back, they could have inserted scenes in the beginning to make this more coherent uh, or found a way to film around it. But it's almost like they filmed this movie in sequence and just said, you know what, we're not going to go back, back and bother to fix anything because I got really impatient. This movie hit about the 45 minute mark and I felt like it was winding down. And I'm not mm. saying this movie drags, but as soon as they make that shift and it becomes a completely different movie, I look and I'm like, there's like 45 minutes left in this movie. Like, come yeah. on, let's get on with it. Uh, the, the basic story they had though, which you can tell was maybe the plan. I think there are probably ways to do it more subtly. Uh, but with him and now he has a daughter who's on this trip with him, some really funny stuff there. And I, I what I do love is the, the actress that plays his daughter. And I'm not saying anything in Sasha Baron Cohen, but I mean, she upstages him in Agreed. so many scenes in this She's movie. Brilliant. And he's actually making a push now saying that, uh, what's her name here? Maria Bakalova. Yeah, he's saying she should get a supporting actress nomination, which I mean, (laughs) the first Borat movie got an original screenplay nomination. Well, well, he won a Golden Globe, of course, for comedic actor for this, uh, for the first one. So, I mean, maybe not an Oscar, but maybe a Golden Globe at least. Mm -hmm. But the supporting, um, or not supporting, uh, the original screenplay nomination that he got for the first one, I would have arguments against that just because there was very little scripted about that movie. Whereas this one is like, (laughs) it's a full on script, like everything they do. Um, But uh, I I really like the dynamic that they had together. But again, when coronavirus comes to this movie, they split them up and she's gone from the movie. And that's another thing that hurts it. Plus there are a lot of sequences where there are real people and it's done in the traditional Borat style. He obviously has to do things like wear costumes in this movie uh, so he's posing not as Borat because people would recognize him. Then there's this incredibly long sequence where he meets two people who take him in during lockdown, which is the most scripted thing I've ever seen. And it's yeah. not funny at all. It's yeah. so over the top and it loses all the humor. I think like I really checked out at that. But some of the early stuff with him and his daughter, even the ones that are maybe real people that are playing along maybe they know who he is or maybe they're told listen we want you to respond like this some of those scenes worked and that just sort of lost me after that and yeah no I, I i agree with you completely and i think that um yeah i'll talk about the the daughter in a second but like the thing the thing that makes borat funny and why people watch it and why people watch sasha baron cohen movies and tv shows for the most part is that he's got that that edge about it about him he's a very intelligent you know um comedian basically where he can kind of bring the worst out in people but then kind of still try and bring a message out at the same time like he just Mm -hmm. he just has a way of doing it and i kind of just think that that was a problem for me in this movie too with the scripted stuff because like it's not that i'm speaking against sasha baron cohen's scripted stuff you know when he works i mean the guy's probably going to win an oscar <laughs> um you know next year well he's, he's one of the favorites for the um oh refresh my memory what it's called colin the trial of uh, chicago seven i was about to say it's something to do with seven in it um you know he's a great actor um but like what 
I don't know where I'm going with this point. My, my point is like going back to what I was saying about how, you know, it, it gets a bit woke. Now to put that aside, I think that kind of, if you think about the first movie, like the first movie had some weird heart to the character of Borat where you kind of would sympathize with him. But deep down you didn't because this guy comes from a world and he's kind of a big caricature of a, a different culture in which we're not meant to like his viewpoints and things like that because it's kind of a bit uncomfortable, right? It puts you in that position where you're like, oh, like, you know, that's not right, but I'm going to laugh at it anyway. This one kind of goes that way. It toes that line before kind of taking a big shift and almost just – it just changes the character of Borat up and kind of just – that to me is where – it just doesn't sit well with me at the end outside with all the the scripted stuff because again it like it takes away from what they tried to do in the first movie and it i don't know if it just came to it being rushed or you know how they wanted to do it but um all that aside that was kind of a tangent uh, i will say maria bakalova whatever her name is i believe this is her first ever role is it not like in a in a movie i think she's, english language i think yeah is she bulgarian she's bulgarian um yeah. she she's fantastic she really mm-hmm. really is fantastic and uh <laughs> definitely someone that i think kind of similar to the first movie how we had um i can't see ken is it davitian the guy who played yeah. uh azamat bagatov like, he kind of mm. came out as a bit of a star after that and was in a lot of things after that, wasn't he? So, um, yeah, I see this happening with her. I don't know about an Oscar nomination, but a Golden Globe one for sure. She's fantastic. And I will say one thing. There were two very laugh-out-loud moments for me. Um, one involved this very country we're in right now. Uh, there was a slight <laughs> yes, Canadian yeah. reference at the beginning of this movie, which made me laugh so much. That was so good, yeah. And I won't spoil it by saying the person who makes an appearance, but the Australian oh, yeah. bit at the end, that made yeah. me laugh. That, like, yeah, it was, they a- were the two bits where I legitimately was like, okay, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Great celebrity cameo there. Uh, we do have to talk about the Giuliani scene. Uh, yeah. I guess without giving everything away. I mean, this is a big contract. I avoided the news on this. Uh, but to, to me, it's the issue with this scene. Again, I can kind of see where his complaint would be because he's doing an interview. You know, he's not doing an interview. Sasha Baron Cohen's not in there. So obviously they're they're staging this to, you know, make. And fine, a lot of people in this movie, they, they try to make fun of them. But the links they go through to uh, to smear him in this is is a is a little bit cruel, but I think what's worse is how bad the filmmaking is about it because they have an interview scene and then they have another scene where it's basically implying something, where suddenly everything is in front of the man's face. There are cameras where there are clearly no cameras. And, and you know very well there are going to be people out there who will be like, look at what that disgusting human being did. And meanwhile, it's like you have a camera looking dead on at where another camera is supposed to be positioned and the other camera's not there. It was just, it, it looks so bad. Like it's just like those other scenes where I'm like, I could tell this is scripted. It took me out of the movie. That scene, just the terrible filmmaking of it just ruined it for me. And that's the climax of the movie. Yeah, look... I don't want to go into too much into, I guess, my overall thoughts on it because, you know, it's clearly done to get the publicity it got. And at the end yeah. of the day, um, it worked. Donald Trump <laughs> commented on it. And as Sasha Baron Cohen said, he said, thanks for the free publicity, mate. And, it, I mean, that's exactly all you need, isn't it? I mean, what made the first movie so great is that all these uncomfortable situations, you didn't need to kind of emphasise the hidden cameras and things like that. Like, I mean, the one scene in the first movie that was... 
I, I mean, okay, when I say the one, there were other, obviously other scripted bits, but the one main one that I remember I left the first movie going, holy crap, was that real or not, was the Pamela Anderson sequence where he tries to kidnap Pamela Anderson. Mm. And for those who don't know, Sasha Baron Cohen and Pamela Anderson are actually friends, so kind of that was clearly staged. But I guess the people in that music store didn't know it was staged, so kind of that's what made it a bit unique. But, yeah, this whole Rudy Giuliani thing, like, uh, it's just... I'll just say it's overblown. Like, it's like clearly they go, as you said, they go out of their way to make him look worse than he is. And of course, it's going to get picked up as like Rudy Giuliani puts his hand down his pants to a 15 year old. And it's like, well, <laughs> it's not that simple. <laughs> Watch the movie and kind of yeah. maybe look at what actually happens. But we live in this clickbait world where they're going to go for that and they've taken the steal of this picture of him with his hand down his pants it, it looks bad when you don't see the movie i understand but there's more to it um but yeah the, i mean that's genuinely the only, like the other one they talked a lot about too was the the pence rally um mm. which i i kind of remember that making the news when that happened early in the year because this is the thing you mentioned before about how he kind of has to constantly dress up in costumes because people know borat and all that sort of stuff it's mm-hmm. hard for him to do that that scene's kind of funny but i'm surprised he wasn't shot in that scene let's be honest it is the states well but that's that's another thing because there's that scene as far as like big public gathering scenes yeah. there's that one and there's another one where he's on stage performing and the Which same reaction news, had to- there's all these headlines on like tmz and that I, I actually found them recently where it's randomly like whenever that was a couple of months ago where it's like sasha baron cohen spotted at a redneck rally yeah. singing a song so like it, like people were aware of this <laughs> Yeah, but like if you watch those scenes, the other thing is, again, maybe just understanding the filmmaking side of this, it starts to look like really bad filmmaking where you have maybe two or three shots of Sasha Baron Cohen in this environment. And then you have about a minute and a half of things that are filmed on a soundstage with a floppy background, it almost yeah. looks like, and extras standing next to him that are not in the scenes where there's a giant crowd shot. So there's just a lot of filmmaking problems with this movie. And again, I understand it's rushed. They had a pandemic hit in the middle of this movie. They wanted to figure out a way to finish it and get it out while it was relevant. But uh, even the scenes with, uh, I mean, really last thing I want to say, even the scenes that are more natural where they're using real people like the UPS store or um, the, uh, the, the, the lady, I, I don't even know how real the, the lady who takes in his daughter is that one also oh, felt very scripted, but that to me yeah. is so fake. Yeah. But those types of scenes where it's just regular people interacting, uh, the cell phone guy was a funny one. That one might have been yeah, a little bit more real. That was a bit but funny. Yeah. I think it's just it's a different culture we're in now where everybody knows they're on camera and anything can be posted at any time. Whereas in 2005, 2006, when they filmed the original, you could get natural reactions because people be like, nobody's ever going to see this documentary. And now you shoot something on a cell phone. So to me, those real people that might have been in this movie, also those scenes fell flat because everybody's on guard. You, you feel mm. like even when people are saying things, they're just like, uh, I don't really know if I should say this on camera. And and this is the thing too. I remember a lot of the talk around Bruno was around similar things to what we're saying here. Like, well, how's he going to do this? Because, you know, people know, like, I mean, people knew who Sacha Baron Cohen was before the Borat movie, but I, I think mm-hmm. he was kind of more like a cult following. Borat yeah. put him out there onto like, you know, A-list status. Everybody knew who Borat and Sasha Baron Cohen was, right? So people, I remember, talked about that with Bruno, but Bruno got away with it because Bruno's a completely different character, looks completely different. Like, I think you've really got to look to see that that's Sasha Baron Cohen, and that's kind of what he's done very well with uh, that that America documentary he did recently where kind of he dressed up as characters and he, he does a good way of disguising himself. But 
this is like, and then you mentioned before about how he has to do a lot of this in costumes. That kind of also takes it out of it for me a little bit too, because it's kind yeah. of like, you know, you've got a man in a costume in a costume. Like, you know, I mean, there's a funny <laughs> sequence when he's like in the Halloween store and he's basically, you see a Borat costume. And he's all, yeah. you know, like, oh, what stupid is Stupid foreigner, yeah. Yeah, like stupid foreign journalist costume or something like that. That's funny. But, like, it's mm-hmm. just, I don't know, like, you see the majority of him in, like, a, a redneck outfit, like, and he's putting the board. And, like, to me, I'm just seeing Sasha Baron Cohen then. I've completely lost mm-hmm. that he's meant to be Borat being another person. So things like that take you out of it. But, um, yeah, this is well, just Some the of thing. the names he comes up with. Are yeah. like, my name is Joel Chevrolet. Like, yeah. those are funny. <laughs> oh, what is he? This is my son, Huey Lewis. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then he wants to change his name to Jeffrey Epstein. Like, yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> again, but this, 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 like, my opinions of this film, and I, like, I don't want to lay the blame on Sasha Baron Cohen. Sa- Sasha Baron Cohen, to me, is a genius. He will always be a genius. I think the guy yeah. is just an absolute intelligent comedian and has put out some of the funniest stuff in the last 20 years, hands down, and will continue to do so. Even the smartest people in the world have misfires, and I don't think this movie is, like, the worst movie I've ever seen. Um, mm-hmm. But I think there's definitely some issues with it, whether that's all through creative decisions by himself when he's sort of changing the script up or it's an Amazon thing. Like, I mean, I don't even know. Was this movie always set for Amazon? Was this meant to be theatrically released and it got changed? Like, do you know anything about I that? Mean, nobody really knows because this movie wasn't even publicly announced until filming had pretty much, like you said, there were rumors out there that it was being made, but nothing was publicly announced until they had it wrapped. Uh, I would assume that they probably would have gone with a theatrical release. Um, and then Amazon was just, you know, let's throw this out there so we can get again, get, get out when it's relevant. And no $600 million offers from Apple or, no. or Netflix or things like <laughs> that. Um, but like, I mean, one thing, I mean, a movie like this isn't going to cost that much to make, is it? Um, yeah. So, I mean, you, you know, at the end of the day, Sasha Baron Cohen might have made more. I mean, Borat, as we said before, was a massive hit. And I'm sure this, had it been theatrical, at least would have been a massive hit. I mean, I would have gone and seen it. I'm sure you would have gone and seen it. Um, but I don't think, I mean, based on the reviews and kind of that, like it would have gone the same way as the first one. Because, I mean, I'm sure you remember when the first one came out, like just the word of mouth and just everything just yeah. went off about how big that was. Whereas this one, like, it kind of like for about 24 hours, everyone's like, hey, Borat 2's out. Cool, you're going to watch it? Yeah, no, it's not too bad. Yep, yep. And, it's, I mean, you said before it's been like eight days since it's been released. It's kind of gone silent now, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not like we've got anything else to talk about. So, you know, it's clearly it's not something that's taken the world by storm like the first one did. Yeah, um, I'm actually really curious what you're going to do with this movie because I think I've changed my opinion even throughout recording this. Uh, there's for me, there's nothing that's unenjoyable about this movie. It's 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 fun. It's entertaining. It's got some funny moments, but the movie itself is such a mess and such a almost contradiction of what the original was. Whereas I would say this would be rentable as in if you have Amazon Prime, maybe check it out. I think it's a bin worthy movie, so I'd probably end up binning it. Yeah, no, I'm going to be in it. it. And then, like, um, as I said, like, it's not the worst movie I've seen. You know, I'm not going to talk about it, like, in trash-like things. But, like, I think my where I'm coming from is that, you know, it was kind of a movie that, like, what's the point of it? Well, we didn't need this in terms of you're never going to replicate the first one unless you got the most brilliant idea. Like, like I, I realized the first one was all about, like, going to America. But send him to another country where they don't even, like, know. Like, I want a whole movie of him in Kazakhstan, like, having to live up to, you know, this oh, yeah. joke that he makes up with. Like, hey, like, I've been banished because of Kazakhstan. So, I don't know. 
I'm not a screenwriter. I'm not Sasha Baron Cohen. So they're just some ideas. But yeah, no, um, you're right. It's a bit of a mess. Um, just the plot. I, I don't like kind of the the unscripted, well, the scripted parts of a Borat film feel weird. And yeah, also just, you know, changing the character up, making, making it a little bit woke as well. We're kind of like, eh, you know, it just doesn't work for Borat. So in yeah, a more the, subtle way, it could have worked, but there's no subtlety to this movie. Yeah. And like when I keep going on about, that woke thing like i it's i think people not understand where i'm coming from in terms of like go ahead and make whatever you want to do woke or take levels out of whatever pages all that do that but like for a character like borat like it's just it's it's just odd because yeah borat is just borat without having to go that way and yeah anyway it's it's, it's like essentially they, the- it's like if they made no one not racist right we wouldn't <laughs> buy it We'd be like, what? No, but Noah's right. What? And if Noah got a date, we would be so confused. I think it's just the only way he could give a definitive end to this character too. So if I'm going to give one defense to, you know, the, the direction he takes the character in this movie, it said, hey, I'll never have to play the character again. Or it's that's impossible to play the character again. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that's it. But uh, we're going to have more fun stuff to come because tune in later this week and you will hear us talk about the other great comic genius, uh, Brendan Fraser oh. in the final movie of Brendan Fraser month, which now has uh, uh, crept into another month, Bedazzled. Uh, great classic from 2000. I just rewatched it. I'm very excited to talk about it. Uh, and people will be very excited to hear it. We're literally about to start recording this uh, as soon as we stop this one. Um, yeah, I, I, I forgot how much I love this movie. And this is going to be a fun episode because... This is a great movie, and if you haven't watched 2000's Bedazzled in a long time, go out and watch it right now. Fuck Borat 2, go and watch Bedazzled. Uh, And otherwise, I don't think we have anything actually lined up, except that our next month is going to be kind of fun. Uh, You can tune into Bedazzled to hear what it is, but I'm kind of excited about the prospects for our next movie month. Do we have any new movies that we've got? Anything? Is Wonder Woman still coming out this year, or are they delaying that again? It's supposed to still, but that's Christmas. Yeah. yeah, we'll we'll have to see. I mean, probably I'm, Oscar I'm month then will be the next time we watch some new movies, right? Maybe, yeah. Mm. If Wonder Woman doesn't come out, unless we want to cover all the you know low budget horror movies that are coming out right now. There's, <laughs> I don't a, know there's actually you there is actually a movie at the cinemas that I saw a trailer for, and I wouldn't mind seeing it. It's like um a couple put away their phones and go away to a cabin while there's like an alien invasion going on or something like that. I can't remember the name. It, it legitimately looks actually quite good. Like it's like a quirky comedy. And there's also that, um, which we might save for the Olympic month next year, spoiler alert, but there's a uh, Canadian Olympic movie that's uh, just being released. I think I sent you a trailer for it. Uh, and again, I should really have these written down on paper, but it's basically, it looks like it's a movie about a, a swimmer who kind of goes to one Olympics and then she's trying to adjust to normal life after going to the Olympics. So, mm. um, but again, we might save that for Olympics well, month next year. Find something. We're going to be really bored. So, yeah, we are. Uh, yeah. We're literally just <laughs> doing Amazon movies right now. So <laughs> exactly. Uh, so stay tuned for whatever else we have coming. Uh, even if it's a Patreon, pay us some money because uh, we'll have something coming out. <laughs> It'll come one day. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Colin, and uh, if we have no other movies to cover, join me next month for the running of the Tasmanians. And my name is Ben, and I'm going to go use my iPhone 4's hotspot to steal password from assholes of Uzbekistan. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. 
And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at theoznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening and we'll speak to you next time. 